Hello and you're very welcome back to Series 7 of the Public Eye Podcast, brought to you by Granite Exchange. Once again, I'm your host, Sarah Travers. And throughout this series, once again, I'll be speaking with local entrepreneurs and business owners to learn more about how their companies have come to be, to gain insight into their growth and find out, crucially, how they continue to innovate. So wherever you get your podcasts from, remember to keep an eye out for new episodes and subscribe to stay up to date. So joining me in the podcast studio today is Gary Wallace, founder of Core NI. Gary, you're very welcome. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks for having me. Nice to have you here today. Now, before we begin, I'm going to give a little bit of background uh, on Gary and his business. So as I said, he's the founder of Core NI and Gary has over 20 years experience of coaching children from four years old to youth international level. He started Core NI because he's passionate about promoting healthy, active lifestyles and sporting performance for people of all ages and abilities. Core NI offers several fantastic programs to encourage as many people as possible to become more active, have fun, and ultimately develop life-changing habits to improve health and well-being. Gary has collaborated with many sporting organisations, including the IFA, Tyrone GAA, Sport NI, and Ulster University. A fantastic uh, business with a fantastic purpose. I love the very core of <laughs> Core <laughs> NI. But tell us where it all came from. We need to go back and find out a little bit about you. Where are you from? Where did it all start? Yes, yes. Um, so, uh, yeah, I suppose I've always been passionate about sport and um, it's played a massive part in my life between playing it, studying it, and it's just grown from there. Um, I used to work in the University of Ulster, was sports development officer there and continued on Then started working with AFA, coaching in schools, and I just knew there was something more that I could do uh, and what we were offering kids. Um, I would have a, like a strength and conditioning background um, as well. So very privileged. I actually coach the Northern Ireland senior team as well. Do you? Yes. So um, I do their strength and conditioning coach for the senior team. So I get to uh, right. go off and stay in five-star hotels and uh, charter flights and all, which is really difficult at it's times. It's really hard. You know, do you yeah. have to do any work? <laughs> oh, yeah. Are they not <laughs> super fit and on top of their game anyway? <laughs> what do you do with they like? But yeah, you kind of... It's like it could be similar to coaching the mentality ways of some uh, pr- uh, primary school kids. I'm only joking. The majority of them, they're, they're all they're all top lads. They're all actually brilliant. So That's they are. so exciting. So was it football that started you off? Um, well, I, I just love sports. Right. Gaelic would be my, I would have played it growing up. Um, but any if there was anything there, um, I love the water. I love surfing. Love just just being active, climbing a mountain, anything at all. And, and where I did that it. come from? Was it in the family? Was uh, it in the genes? You know, I, not really. I suppose we were quite an active family. There was nothing. My mum or dad really weren't passionate about any sport, but we went up and did stuff. Or um, even at family friends who were very big into mountaineering, we would have went weekends with them, and st- so it all just kind of grew from there. And I was always one for, for taking a risk and just, yeah, let's go for it. Let's see what happens. So, so. where's home then for you? Home, um, a big city called Kiliklar. <laughs> <laughs> so just outside Oma. Um, so that's that's where I am. I've been, a, yeah, I used to live in Korea and Port Stewart, a tiny bit of traveling, but came back to, back to the roots. Back to the big smoke. Uh, back to the big smoke, <laughs> big neon lights when you come in. Welcome to Kiliklar. Um, so being active is hugely important to you. And, you know... <sighs> 
when you look out there and you look at how sedentary sometimes our lifestyles have become and especially young ones I think when I was growing up we were thrown out especially in school holidays first thing in the morning and you didn't come home till your tea was ready and you could have gone and roamed wherever but you know kids don't have that same freedom now does that bother you it's not that it bothers me it's the good thing is I'm taking some action about trying to do something about it. Um, it is what it is, really. Um, it depends then on our choices that we make. So, like, our biggest thing is we just want kids to fall in love with physical activity. That's 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 our passion, just to deliver as many positive experiences of physical activity. I Even when I'm doing stuff now, I used to do a lot of personal training, and, and I don't even like the word exercise. I just call it movement. Right. People just move every day. That could be walking. It could be you know anything at all. It could be just picking up a tennis racket. Maybe you've never done that before. Join your local club. Just do anything. And as soon as you start thinking it's exercise, a lot of people will go, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that this. That sounds like hard work. Yeah. And something I have to do rather than want to do. Yes. Rather than I just say just move every day. Everybody's got a, a watch or a wearable device now that tracks their steps. I mean, obviously, everybody's different as well. So yeah. you'll get uh, maybe young people, anybody like yourself who just loves sports. So, you know, they'd rather be doing that than above anything else. And then there are others that they don't move naturally, let's just say. Yeah. Or do you think that everybody has the ability? Oh, everybody does. If you think about it, everybody has a six pack. Mm-hmm. Everybody Mine's has well a six pack. Well, that's it. Some, <laughs> some are. But we all have we all have that ability. Definitely. It, it For me, it comes down to choices and mindset. Um, so, yeah, but we all have the ability. So how do you go then turning an idea and a passion into a business? Yeah, as, as I said, I kind of went from working, started off my journey with AFA, working as a primary school coach. And I just knew there was something more. And for me, it was like, look, I always wanted to be my own boss as well. So I said, this is a perfect opportunity. And I think the biggest thing I said was, uh, what's the worst that could happen? And at that stage, we could have lost the mortgage and we would have maybe had to move back in with, with mum and dad. And when I looked at it, I was like, that's not the worst case scenario. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's actually quite a nice blanket. You know, some people could think that as a disaster. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was like, no. So I just went for it. I actually started off with one primary school, local primary school, taking one, like an after-school club, so I had the kids out playing. And then from now we have, we're actually got online programs now nationwide. We're currently in about 35 schools, a um, few now full-time employees and a lot of casual coaches. And, and so, yeah, it's just growing and growing. Um, and just all came from an idea and a passion, really. Does the individual school have to pay for it, or how does it actually work money-wise? So, money-wise, um, with the after-school programs, the parents will pay for a lot of that. Now, we've come up with innovative ways that we can actually provide free coaching to for the school, um, where the parents are paying for after-school, but it actually helps our coach come in for a few extra hours. So schools love that, and they buy into that. But also... You know, and rightly so, the school's been given a lot of funding this last few years, mm-hmm. focusing on well-being and, and physical activity. And we 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 are huge on that. And well-being in its whole entirety, really, is just being happy, healthy, and comfortable within yourself. And physical activity can provide that. Now, we also run other programs where we deliver little workshops for, for children and for teachers as well, because 
they've gone through a lot now some people always say oh they get two months off in the summer but oh no i think over the last couple of years <laughs> yeah. i think what teachers have been through has been incredible they've literally had to to carry the the kids through so much uncertainty haven't they yeah not massive and i think my biggest thing from coaching and being in schools is is empathy mm-hmm. you know i me years ago as a coach i would have seen a child and maybe if they were misbehaving always we johnny always say we johnny <laughs> if we johnny was doing this and i would always oh, he's that's the parents. You know, me a coach a few years ago I said that's the parents. But without realising, maybe that parent is a single a single parent. Maybe they're working two or three jobs. Maybe they're in a, a family maybe where they're not getting the love and support and this is their, their outcry. So rather We never know. We, we don't never know we don't what and other people are going through. And I think that's the amazing thing what I love about what we do is we do treat every child as they're all amazing. Every single child, every person has the ability to do whatever they want. And if we can do that and make them fall in love with physical activity, even inspire them as well too and, and, and be that person that they could maybe come and, and, and feel comfortable to talk to. It's it's huge. And are there any standout moments for you? Any not particularly we Johnny, but yeah. um, you know, are there any kids that stand out where you know that it's really made a difference? A, a lot, I'd say and it's it's maybe some things you see them and now I've been coaching now a while and you will see, I've been very fortunate to coach some guys now who are professional footballers and earning millions and are other people who have gone on to do stuff, but walking down the street and you'll see somebody now and you go, oh, how are you? Oh, I remember your sessions, you did that, oh, brilliant, what are you doing? Oh, I'm married, I'm, I have this, I have my kids, oh, excellent, and they'll still remember. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's like, there's a certain percentage, like only 1% of even the kids that go to academies across the water will actually make it as a professional footballer. It's a 99% that, you know, can we keep them and make them fall in love with physical activity, make them do something that maybe when they stop that they can go and just pick up a golf club or pick up something and just go and, and do that later on in their life because of the skills and the ability when they were in primary school because they loved doing this, that they might have found their way and come back into it. But those skills are also so transferable, I think, and I've had other uh, guests in the podcast studio say that, that they, when they're running a business, they look to sport to help, you know, that's the kind of business they want to run is like a team and where people look out for each other and, and empathy and leadership, but you're not just in it for yourself. You're massive, massive. There's so much discipline, desire, passion, like it takes sport away from those. You can use those words anywhere. Anywhere and in winning life. and losing and yeah. coping with disappointment or there's a whole resilience. Resilience is a big word now they're using in schools and children don't have resilience and this whole thing about participation trophies now that kids are just getting stuff for turning up and you're like, What is that? Is that building character? For me we, we don't. We we, we don't, don't go by no, we no. we we like don't give we give out certificates because we, we would always have this debate with our coaches, but for us we're not running the competition. Mm-hmm. We want to deliver positive experiences. I don't agree with um, teams when they're doing a team event. If you've lost, you've lost. Okay. Yeah. And Interesting. It's, yeah, cause it's because it's actually their life skills. Yeah, huge. Huge. Yeah. And, and learning about defeat and being gracious in defeat and knowing there will be another opportunity is going to give you that resilience for life. Massive. Uh, or one of our, our, our code like is set children in a, in a safe environment where they can feel. Let them feel, let them drop the ball. So for example, let them, you know, miss a shot, let them do whatever, but in a safe environment where you go, it's okay, Mm. try again, pick it up. 
So is that the, the flip side of that, that maybe some of the parents or whatever are remembering the humiliation and the shame of being balled off the court or, you know, people saying you've let everybody down and actually quite high profile sports stars that the media haven't been very kind to. You know, we've looked at the whole issue of, of mental health in, in sport and there have been very high profile sports stars like Freddie Flintoff that have talked about that pressure. Yes, no, it it is huge and it and unfortunately it's it's maybe other people's reactions and decisions and, and stuff that you don't have control of either. You know, you they talk about control the controllables. You can control your mindset, your behaviour, your attitude. But what other people say and do, you have no control of that and it's like accepting that to say no, but it is it can be a very harsh environment at times, especially I've noticed when you get to the highest level. It is it can be tough and people might say, oh, they get all these rewards and they get everything. But especially with my with watching some of the footballers, they're at their mercy of, of their club. If their club says they have to be here this time, they have to be there. They, now, don't get me wrong, but they get paid millions. And mm-hmm. everything. Yes. Some of them I was talking about, oh, I'm away, I was away skiing. Oh, I'd love to go skiing. Okay. You know, or I'd love to. They, they can and they get, and you see all these videos now going out and, no, this player was drunk or a night out. It might have been their one night of freedom, mm-hmm. maybe in the whole year. Mm-hmm. And when we look back in our past, there might be a few times when we we yeah. had because Absolutely. we we just had a great and night. We can, and nobody's necessarily yeah. watching and taking video footage and posting it. Exactly. So you know, there there's a, there is a lot of pressure, and this is why building character at such a young age that if people are going to be successful, that they have those traits and sport, physical activity, movement, whatever you want to call it does help hugely and all that and that's what our biggest passion really is and that's why we deliver what we do it's real passion it's also a real responsibility too because you're trying to connect with with kids from all sorts of different backgrounds and who knows what's going on in their lives but you know you talked about that a driver for you is hopefully to be a good role model or inspire um children for the future i'm just wondering did you have a coach like that? Did you have a teacher like that? Was there anybody that you immediately think of when yeah. I say that? The, the, there, you know what? I think I've been very fortunate that when you say that, there's two or three maybe that would pop to mind, like a, you, an old PE teacher as well. And he's actually, he, now he's very funny. We got, I went skiing every uh, He brought us skiing. And what was his name? Thing. You'll Martin, have to give a shout oh, out. Per, Mar- Martin Turbot. Oh, you were on first, um, first name terms. Yes, yes. My goodness, uh, oh, yeah. Mean. Mr. Uh, Turbot, Mr. Turbot, no, no, well, because uh, it's a funny story. I said, that's the thing. It, we we went skiing all the time, and he was big on that, and it was the experience of a lifetime. Yeah. And now, ever since I've been skiing, and it's nearly gone full circle that I was actually skiing with another local schooler asked to go as a as a teacher, as a as a um, supervisor, as such. But it was because Martin had says, "Oh, this is a great guy. He can he can go. He can help you out. He's been before. He's helped me." So I got a free ski trip out of it, which was great. Which was amazing. <laughs> so, but it's things like that that, you know, not only you realise that, and it's the same with me now as a coach, you think that you have an influence on, on the kids, the people you're coaching, but they have a huge influence on you as well. You know, there's, there's a, it's a two-way street. It is, yeah. This podcast is sponsored by Granite Legal Services, a niche business and immigration law practice located in the heart of Newry City. Granite Legal Services provides legal advice to both individuals and companies alike across a wide range of industries, from employment, commercial or corporate law matters to immigration law. 
Granite Legal Services focuses on providing legally sound, practical advice to its clients. To get in touch, visit www.granitelegalservices.co.uk or contact 028 3026 2200. Have you seen that moment when Ian Wright meets his Yes, yes. It's yeah. just, and at that stage he said he was really mischievous and he wasn't trying and there was so much going on at home and I can't remember the teacher's name now but it will come back to me and he thought he was dead and then he was reunited with him and he just thought this guy just gave me a chance and believed in me I know and that was the difference and look at Ian right now yeah this is huge um would you take your own a healthy would you take a healthy approach to your own lifestyle um you know do you take your fitness very seriously what's the kind of routine for you yeah look um I think personally I worked on myself a lot, especially over the last few years and I've I think we all went through our own journey. Um and and that's probably one of the the biggest things and I think I openly talk about it now that I did go through a stage where I was suffering from depression, you know, and it was a build up of possibly business, but I nearly frustration that I thought that I wasn't achieving what I what I wanted and it built up and had an effect on relationships, had an effect on everything and it's like I talked to doctor, talked to my family, even was a medication trying things as well. And it took a long time for me even to, first of all, to admit I was in a bad place. And then also even longer for me to realize that it was only one person going to get out of it. And that was myself. So I, I put huge emphasis and I even, I'm, I'm quite selfish now, I would even say, and I think we all should be, of putting myself first, yeah. you know, and I would schedule time in the morning for me if it's journaling, gratitude, meditating, reading, studying. And yeah, again, movement, exercise. I, I'm signing up now. I'm going to try and do my first Ironman. Um, on Incredible. Yeah, so again, but again, it's a mindset thing and it's a lifestyle. But I'm going to do it to achieve. And some people will do it and they'll do it for a time. And that's fantastic. And that's there. But for me, it's the experience, the moment. You know, a year ago, I couldn't swim more than two lengths in the pool. You know, I could swim, but I couldn't get my breathing technique or anything. But when I did that, I just signed up for the, the Ironman. I says, no, I'm just going to do it. So what's your swimming like now then? Decent. <laughs> Decent. Wow. So, uh, yeah. So you're setting those goals. And I mean, you t thank you for sharing, um, because I'm sure that a lot of people will relate to that. And I suppose it's always about having conversations about mental health issues. Maybe they're not long term. Maybe they're there's just at periods in your life. Um, you said that maybe that was attached to not feeling that you were achieving what you should have been achieving, so frustration. Um, do you worry then that you're setting yourself this Iron Man and what if that doesn't work? No, um, because I think I've just got to a stage now where where I am now is exactly where I'm meant to be. Mm. And I just take that attitude. And I also take attitude now in a good way that anything I'm doing, you can always do it better. Mm -hmm. But taking that more in excitement and frustration, going, gotcha. Like, yeah, not catastrophizing, yeah, no, not saying like, this is all gone wrong and not nothing good happens to me, and no, getting it's a mindset, as you but say. Probably quite the opposite. To say it's brilliant where we are now, but isn't it amazing? There's gonna it's gonna be better, yeah. or we can do this a better way, you know. And it's it's probably being more reflective on on your business, on on what you're doing. I think don't think we take enough of time to sit back and reflect. 
I think that's absolutely true. And I think over the past two years, more and more people that I've spoken to, because we had time to reflect, we had time to panic as well. And, yeah. you know, we couldn't allow ourselves to do that because it was out of our control, um, especially with the pandemic. But you talked there about journaling. You talked there about gratitude. Are these daily practices? Yes. Uh, yeah. So and it is. And don't get me wrong. I was actually I was doing staff training. It was a well-being staff training day I was doing yesterday, actually for a, a nursery, uh, staff in a nursery. And I, I woke up and I just didn't feel 100%. I really didn't. And I and I couldn't really put my finger on it. It just wasn't there. But the simple thing of writing down 10 things I was grateful for, just, I'm not saying I went, woo, let's find <laughs> about the place. Mm-hmm. But it just lifted my vibration, my energy, just that tiny bit for me to go, okay, now I know where I'm going. And it was it's huge, like it's... So the gratitude is one thing, but also sometimes I think like even trying to write down what it is that you're feeling, because sometimes we don't even, we can't even articulate what it is. Why is my mood low today? Usually it's something else that's around and about and it's just a thinking, oh, or you're just tired. I know. (laughs) I mean, if you're, if you're exercising so hard and training so hard, there's going to be your body going, hello, I'd like a little lie in here today. Yeah, no, it is things that get, and I would, I would call those my triggers. And I would find out what's my triggers. So for me, sleep and the science behind it, I love. Okay. Sleep is huge. Like it's massive. It affect. It has actually. It can affect all areas of your health. Do different people need different durations of sleep? Yeah, age-wise, yes. Like, and athletes should be getting around nine to ten hours of sleep if they're training that hard. Are you serious? At y- night? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Because that's uh, and it's not even the amount; it's the type of sleep that you're getting as well. Mm-hmm. It's huge. So you go through different phases of sleep, and it's how you prepare your body. Maybe going to sleep. So do you have a night? We all have maybe morning routines, but do you have a nighttime routine? Mm. Which doesn't include a screen. I was going to say, <laughs> take get that phone out and stop. You know, stop scrolling, get it out of the room. That I, I, that's a, you know, and I, and I would do do talks and do different podcasts and and talking about that, and I keep saying it and I keep repeating it. The biggest thing that changed my life was charging my phone outside my room. Right. It does not come into the bedroom. It's just, it's just a golden rule. What wakes you up then? The alarm. You still hear the alarm. Okay. <laughs> I always say people, be, that's that's the same yeah. question. And uh, yeah, you you well, have you to get up. To check. It's that anxiety to check. You haven't slept. And then it. the other thing too, I always say to people, do you remember that small device we used to put one battery in it, and it was called an alarm clock? Well, listen, I can't believe that I used to I used to get up and do the early morning bulletins for the BBC for thirteen years, and I had to drive from Port Stewart. So if I didn't turn up at six o'clock, there was nobody else to do the news. I never slept honestly for thirteen years. I literally wow. clock watched, but I can't believe I trusted something with a battery that. You know, and the electric used to go out a lot more and things like that. Um, Yeah, I think I only missed one bulletin in my entire uh, 13 years. But, yeah, that's so interesting about sleep uh, and so important to us. And maybe if you were in business, it was always seen that, you know, if you slept five hours, you know, then you were working really, really hard. Is that not true? No, it's like, um, that's, that's one of the things I would say is like people used to wear it like a badge of honour. I know. I can I can go in three hours sleep or four hours sleep. but I can't. <laughs> no, I, the thing is, it physically, well, scientifically, research, yeah, short term, but we don't know the long term effects that's, that's having you, that's going to have on your on your body. Sleep is the one thing that, that we can't live without. But then I'm looking at lots of um, athletes now and 
I feel sorry for them because they're monitored. They're monitored with everything from their bowel movements to what they eat to their sleep. You must just want to rip off all of the devices and go, just leave me alone. Yeah, well, I think, again, it comes down to them and their way. You know, a lot of them will, hopefully they're not forced to wear it, but a lot of them will want to wear it because they want to be the best. Mm. You know, they they themselves, you know, if you research even more into Ronaldo, like in how he even sleeps, he actually makes himself sleep that bit later and stuff. So he's actually in peak performance. If he's playing a Champions League game at night, at 8 o'clock at night, He'll actually make sure that he's um, he's he maybe take a nap at, at three or four rather than the science behind it is don't take your nap after one o'clock because then you won't sleep at night. But he's all about his circadian rhythm. It's your internal twenty-four hour clock, and that's the one then that that it, it regulates everything: bowel movement, and it's actually done to the sun. So I'd always say to people about your sleep: whenever you get up in the morning, one of the best things to do is probably get outside. Right, Cause straight the sunlight, away. Yeah, because the sunlight kickstarts your circadian rhythm. And then that'll actually help you have a better sleep at night. Whereas mm. we are, like, you think back to our ancestors when they're stuck in caves. They got outside straight away. They, they didn't want to stay in the cave for too long. Like, it was maybe safe or something like but Which is why we out. probably get the more blues in the winter or we feel that need to Huge. hibernate because we haven't got the, the UV rays to stimulate huge so there's there's this whole science behind it and this fascinates you and you bring this obviously into into your business and into your work um tell us more about your involvement with the ifa so obviously you travel the world and you stay in (laughs) hotels and all of those things but there must be some work involved what do you have to do so yeah with with now the senior team i i started way back with the underage teams and it is my passion the youth youth development and it's brilliant now um, I just got a phone call from the current manager, Barha, and he says, um, why don't you join my team? I worked with him at Underage and stuff, and somebody had moved on with Michael, and there was an opportunity there. So I took that, and it's really kind of monitoring strength and conditioning, looking after working with the lead sports scientist, Ricky McCann, who's excellent. And we look after things like their nutrition. So this is monitoring sleep. everything. Yeah, yeah. This yeah is all we, the we, things we, I was going to so everything, everything you were taking the hand out of. <laughs> yes, we actually do that constantly. Um, and thinking of new ways we can do stuff. <laughs> but but it is, that, that's the one thing. It's amazing. You know, I did come in new, came in fresh and had ideas. And, but to ask the players going on thinking about doing stuff. And they're like, it was, it was actually when I was, I was sitting down and we were in the gym. And it was Johnny Evans name dropping and stuff mm-hmm. and all. But he was sitting there and I go, oh, I think about bringing... He's like, what are you thinking about doing? I was like, X, Y, and Z. And he's like, we just really want to come and enjoy playing for our country. And I was like, boom. Okay, perfect. Okay. So it's like... Same as a little kid that just wants to play for the fun and the enjoyment and the pride. Yeah, exactly. And like it is, and it's amazing to, to be in that, that atmosphere and, and you're just looking at... But you're picking up tips too. You know, you look at the most successful, most capped player in the British Isles in, in Stephen Davis and his routine... You know, and, and I actually delivered a talk on sleep and it was amazing. And after, the first person asked me the question was him, straight after. You know, he's just asking, well, why, why am I finding it difficult after a game? Because he's probably he's taking caffeine and, and adrenaline and yeah. everything. And But, you know, he's always wanting to learn. He's always, and he's just, again, you talk about, you know, kindness, caring, compassion, huge competitor. But I've noticed every time getting off a bus or something, if there's a child there, he'll take the time, mm. you know. And 
it, it's it's refreshing to see you know can be very very successful but successful but you can just be a nice person mm, yeah. and that's huge absolutely and those things will bite you if you and you're not a genuinely a nice person you know we, people see through that eventually um to be the top of your game though in sport um you can't have it all you have to work really hard and you have to be healthy and you have to watch what you're you know the fuel that you're putting in and it does have to be monitored i'm sorry for <laughs> pouring <laughs> scorn on that i'll never be a top athlete um but as you say too, there, you know, there is such pressure all the time. Is it possible to live a full life when you're top of your game? I mean, can you be have a family? Can you do all of those things? Or yeah. how hard well, is that? Again, I suppose I've never been at that top level person myself, but just from watching the conversations and seeing that, you, you know, even with the Northern Ireland setup, the guys love coming to their, their best mates. A lot of them is a group of them, and you know they would say they've they've been at each other's weddings, and and even among the staff as well. You know, there's a lot of staff there who went to the Euros together, and they shared moments. And you're away for somebody. If you think about it, even you going away in your in your school trip, or if you're away with somebody for ten days, and in pre-COVID times they shared rooms, they did everything. You, they're still people at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, they're sports stars, but they're people, mm-hmm. and they have the same feelings, the same commitments, the same everything, and they go through the same ups and downs as all of us, just because we think maybe they have a bit more money or they're in front of thing, but sometimes maybe have added pressure that, that they have to deal with as well as being a top athlete. So business is good at the minute? Yes, yes, <laughs> thankfully, yes. Um, How many people do you have working for you now? So we have two full-time, two now part-time, and then we have a casual list of about six or seven and um in the summer we, we go we go big i think we had 37 casual coaches we 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 made a decision last year to go nationwide and from running six camps in the summer to 24 and we also had about 70 sessions with schools as well so it was just went just made a decision and do effort. you advertise for these posts or do you need any more people to yeah i'm constantly <laughs> looking for people i'm looking again my biggest thing is you must just be passionate about coaching kids mm. everything else we can teach you so that's for me yes if you have coaching experience absolutely fantastic but um it's not like the no extra there and what in terms of job satisfaction does it give you huge um you have to like kids you have to like kids no you do and it's it's but it's actually probably seeing kids in a different light yeah you know it's it's seeing in a different light the guy and one of the guys sean who's who's my right hand man and he's currently working for us now and i always use his story and his inspiration he was a butcher in asda he he was in college and he did a bit of coaching he went to australia came back looking a job but didn't like it actually hated it and came out with me and i said look let's see and it was around the start of my business growing and he went out and we did schools and he's like, it's amazing. He says, I walked out, did a 40-minute session and I walked out and 30 kids said, thank you, give me a high five. Mm-hmm. He says, I wouldn't get 30 thank yous when I'm working in the butcher for 30 years. No. He says, you know, because the kids are so, you just feel the love and appreciation and everything from them. Like, it's amazing. And that's lovely and lovely for you to hear as, yeah. you know, the head of the business. Um, you've come up with a fantastic idea, the core kids' well-being and movement charts. Tell us about those. Oh, yeah, so they, they're part of our, again, we always come up with something. We always want to give and leave a legacy. So the kids come to us to session. We want something that, that they can carry on before even the next session. So 
it's a nice simple idea we just literally a six week program so Monday's movement Tuesday's the time Wednesday's well-being um, Thursday is testing so they try new try something new to so try a new fruit and then Friday's family time so each day in the six weeks week one you have Monday movement might be like do 10 squats Tuesday time to how many um, star jumps can you do in a minute Wednesday well-being write down three things you're grateful for you know the, try a new piece of fruit and then Friday maybe a family movie but th- they all come through we have a huge thing now we went for our online PE and wellbeing portal because of COVID? because of COVID yes um, we did when COVID hit uh, I sat down with Sean and I s- just said to them I said this is a time to serve this is a time for us to give back we've been very grateful for the schools mm-hmm. so we now we we came up with this idea before Joe Wicks, but Joe Wicks had. Joe Wicks kind of, <laughs> did he get in there first he, or not? No, we 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 did get in first, but uh, he's a tiny bit uh, bit more following than us, and uh, <laughs> just a bit, just a just a, just a tad. But sure, who's counting? Um, but no, we 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 actually went consecutive 101 days live every single day on did Facebook, one, weekends and all. Gosh, we did uh, PE sessions every day. And then on Saturday, we did a family workout. And then on Sunday, we did a recovery session, which are all still on our YouTube channel. Um, so even, the, I know some of the guys was, was texting me, he takes a youth rugby team in England. And he says, I use your recovery one that you do all the time. It was like foam rolling and stretching. Oh, I was going to say, I like the sound of the yeah. sound. <laughs> yeah, it was like, well, in fairness, because like, it was brilliant because you just had to be innovative. Like mm-hmm. the amount of stuff I did with toilet roll, with a bin and a pair of socks, and even even brought out the, the empty wine bottle in, in replacement of a foam roller <laughs> there on a Sunday. Intriguing. So, yeah, it was just, we just took it upon ourselves to, to give back, and then schools then started, we ran virtual sports days, where I was running around the living room like, like an idiot, and we were doing things like the long jump, using toilet roll as marker, or the high jump, stacking them up, or the shot putt, where you're trying to shot putt the... The socks into the bin. I was gonna, that's what the socks yeah, are for. That's yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Could have been a lot of broken so windows. There was, there was a lot. There was, it was just, it was brilliant. And then we started to go. What, well, what people do we do are with this? Now? Yeah. They're loving yeah. it. So we started. And you're get reaching audiences you and a market that you huge, didn't have huge, like, and we at the very there was a stage in lockdown where the education minister says no PE. I was like, no, we can't have that. Oh my! So, and then they says children have to stay in a two meter square area. This was the thing. So I was like, right, here's a challenge. Let's accept it. Mm-hmm. And so we started to record every area of the PE curriculum: gymnastics, dance, athletics, games, standing in a small area with no equipment. That what children could do, teachers could do, was pull down or their their smart boards, pr- play the video. And we could follow along. So we're following the Northern Ireland curriculum, doing it as well. So we're ticking all the boxes. That's amazing. So that grew then until doing a lesson plan. So now we have... So you were doing this at a pro bono, completely free? We, at the start, we, we were. And then we went, well, look, you know, the schools are there. And the schools now are back in. So we decided mm-hmm. to, let's build, develop it uh-huh. into a business. And, yeah. and to, my goal was to go nationwide. And... This year, doing everything up and going through our review, I, I hit that goal. So wow. every county now in Northern Ireland, uh, like there are programs in a, in a school somewhere um, and growing. So there's, that a, is there's incredible. a lot in it. Do you feel proud? No, I, yeah, I do. I, I love it. I do. And I think sometimes you do have to reflect and go, yeah, well done. Um, 
but it, 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 it's huge. It's just, for me, the biggest thing is mindset. Yeah. Um, what's next, apart from the Ironman? Um, well, I'm running over a mountain, and first I run over Air Eagle Mountain, <laughs> the Seven Sisters. So you never and like, No, um, no, yeah, I'm maybe going skiing as well, too, again. <laughs> Another freebie coming oh, up. Oh yeah, no, it's not a freebie. I'm paying for this one All now. Right. But um, I think if the Mrs. Knowles is listening then to you, I'm going skiing the next. Uh, <laughs> so like, you're you know, married as well? No, not not oh, married now. No, not sorry, yet, not I had yet. you married off. No, I had me okay. married off. She'd be loving that now. Oh. Like, so no, no, not married yet. No, okay. not married and yet. Are you not going to take her skiing with you? I asked her, but she says she couldn't get out of work, so I kind of knew that, but I shouldn't say that out loud, <laughs> I was thinking that. Um, Don't worry, it's nobody and listening. No, yeah, there's nobody listening, it's all right. <laughs> you just get too comfortable in these places. But um, you've talked about your personal challenges that you've overcome, but obviously this is actually a business podcast to give advice to, to people starting businesses and existing businesses as well. What would you say has been the biggest challenge business-wise that you've had to overcome? Um, I- Again... It's probably holding faith, really. You know, if if you are passionate about something, if 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 there's a service behind it, if you're going to to deliver something from it, like that's going to help and inspire people, that for me is the biggest thing that that I did, and it's it's bringing myself back to that. It's you know even something simple coming up with a mission, like our mission is to deliver positive experiences to for healthy, active lifestyles. You know, and we want to do that for millions of people, and. Even when we're planning, we're like, does that provide a positive experience? So for me, one of the things was sometimes you can get lost and having a mission, having a goal and, and sticking to it is huge. Um, and, and just knowing, the thing I've learned is where you are right now is exactly where you're meant to be. Then pitfalls, embrace them. Though, you know, I, I would even say at times I was dipping into credit union to pay some of my coaches at times, you know, right at the start. And... Not saying that's right or wrong, and some people will, will 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 get through it and be very successful along the way, but I'm glad I did that. I'm glad I went through that, and I'm glad now. Okay, that was that was with a cash cow. was It wasn't really working that well, but yeah, that would for me probably the biggest challenge is just hold the faith, hold the faith the whole time. And that self belief, huge. What about that inner critic that can sometimes be very noisy in your head? Yeah, your your ego, your chimp. Um, yeah, I. it comes back to that thing. When you are in your business, try not to work in your business, just working on your business. That's where I want to get to. If you're constantly finding yourself in that rat race, pull yourself out and work on you first. You work on you, then you can develop your business a lot more whenever you're in a clear headspace. The purpose of this podcast is to inspire existing business owners and ambitious entrepreneurs to grow their business by offering insight into the success of businesses such as Core NI. Um, You've touched on an awful lot of things throughout this podcast, but in terms of people listening now, what advice would you give those who have a business idea? Remember that time when you had the idea, but have no idea where to begin setting up a business or are unsure as to whether the risk is worth taking? Yeah. For me, it would be, um, the question I asked myself was, what's the worst case scenario? You know, and and don't be afraid of that. I'll ask that question. But also, if you have a goal, if you have something, don't worry about how you're going to get there. Do not, people will say, you get a goal and you go by your step by step by step. Yes, you will get there, you have to take action. 
But if you hold the belief and the passion in your mindset, you say, this is what I want. I'm sure if you ask every successful person in there, they says, I went for it because that's where I wanted to go. And you're going to get family members, friends, people saying, I don't know. Like if you work, if you think about it, I was going to make a successful business coaching kids. Like, hmm, really? Are you? In schools? Hmm, they have no money. They have no this. They have no that. And I was like, I don't care. This is where I'm going. I do not care how I get there. That's And that's for me is the biggest thing is if you start worrying about this little ego and everyone coming in telling you you can't do this, that's when we run into trouble. Just hold your faith. Go for it. And that's what you've done. And you've absolutely, uh, I suppose, smashed it completely. Yeah. Well, we're so not there. We're, we're not there yet. I, haven't even, I haven't even scratched the surface. Uh, <laughs> I haven't scratched the surface. Definitely your star is rising. Yeah. So uh, Gary Wallace, it's been a delight talking to you today. Gary Wallace, their founder and director of Core NI, joining me on the Public Eye podcast today. See you next time. This podcast was recorded in Granite Podcast Studio. Interested in starting up your own podcast but don't know how? Granite Podcast Studio can help. Record your podcast in our state-of-the-art studio, which is based in the heart of Newry City. Our studio has cutting-edge and user-friendly technology and can seat up to four people. We also provide an editing service for our team using your guidance and editing notes to provide you with a flawless finished product, leaving your listeners wanting more. For more information on how you can get started, visit www.granitepodcaststudio.com.